On today's podcast, we are going into a new series called Deep Level Self-Care. Last week, I talked about the difference between deep level self-care and surface level self-care, and I'm going to be sharing with you the 11 practices that I use in my daily life to help keep me healthy and thriving in my life. And I use these practices after I had a stroke at the age of 39, and I had to kind of redesign and reset my whole life. Okay, guys, let's get into it. Welcome to the Soul Aligned Self-Care Podcast. I'm your host, Tina Stinson, and we will be talking all about deep level self-care practices to help you have success in both your personal and professional life by reducing stress and anxiety and overwhelm, improving your mindset, and creating a strong loving connection with yourself. I'll see you on the inside. Hey guys, welcome back to the Soul Aligned Self-Care Podcast. Today we are starting a new series and it's called the Deep Level Self-Care Series. And I'm going to be sharing with you over the course of weeks, I guess, uh, 11 different practices that I used after I had my stroke in order to keep myself healthy and balanced and thriving in my life to reduce the stress, the anxiety, and the burnout that I was experiencing. So I'm going to start off with my little roller. This is like a, I swear this isn't an advertisement, but this is my new product that I'm launching on uh, I can't, I haven't decided if I'm going to release it on my mom's birthday, which is the 21st or my birthday, which is the 24th. So it's almost ready. I just got the labels. This is not the label. This is my tester and it is supposed to help you reduce stress and anxiety and you do breathing exercises with it. And when you purchase it, you get access to a website that has different tools to help you reduce stress and anxiety. So I'm really excited about it. It smells absolutely divine. I nailed it. I'm just going to say I nailed it. And I love this. I keep it at my desk. It's fantastic. So let's get into it. So the first practice that I'm going to go over is called acknowledging your starting point, right? And I just want to add that I teach all 11 of these practices in my boot camp, the Soul Aligned Self-Care Boot Camp, which is my signature program. And I'm going to be, there's a wait list right now for it. It's going to be, registration opens in December and we'll be starting in January. I'm doing something different this year with it. It's usually like a self-study kind of a program, but this year I'm going to be teaching inside of the program for 12 weeks with you guys. And I'm very excited about it. Very excited. So anyway, I'm going to get started. So one of my biggest lessons that I share, um, when I talk about deep level self-care is that self-care is not selfish. Putting yourself first is not selfish. And I believe I've talked about this like many different times on here before. Um, Self-care is not selfish and, and putting yourself first is not selfish because everyone benefits from it. Everyone. Because when you take care of yourself at that deep level, then you get to put that really really rest, well-rested, best, healthiest version of you back into the world. And that's how people are going to experience you rather than the stressed out, tired, cranky person, right? So that's why everyone benefits. That's why it is not selfish. And so 
one of my passions and what I consider my purpose is to really change that mindset of it's um especially for women that they're supposed to like take care of everyone else and they're supposed to put everyone else first and you know that women are nurturing women are the caretakers and I even I wrote an article about this other day and I had someone comment on the article I don't know whether they read it or not but they were basically like yeah I'm so glad that now I'm older and my kids are grown and I can take that time for myself and I'm like no this is exactly what I'm talking about we need to take this time for ourselves always always to take care of ourselves we're not supposed to burn ourselves out we're not supposed to work ourselves to death and when we do take care of ourselves at that high level we really put a better version of ourselves to parent our children, to be the partner, to own the business, right? And so that's the point I'm trying to get across, okay? So I feel like that statement really triggers a lot of people, especially women, because we're taught from a very young age and society kind of expects us to take care of everybody else. Um, and it would have triggered me years ago because I kind of based my worth on how well I took care of other people and basing your worth on something that's outside of yourself is like a recipe for disaster because depending on another person, um, situation to make you feel good and happy and fulfilled in life will always leave you feeling unsatisfied. The only person that can give you that is yourself, right? So until you really learn how to give yourself happiness without anybody else, without depending on circumstances or other people, you really, it's really hard to have a truly genuine relationship with someone, a deep relationship, because when you have an expectation for that other person to make you happy in some way, to, to, um, complete you, so to speak, um, it puts a lot of very unnecessary pressure on the other person in the relationship. So um, that's that's why basically when I, when I was younger, before I had my stroke, I was the queen people pleaser, always. I was always top notch people pleaser. So um, after I had my stroke, I realized obviously that I had to make some changes and I kind of really took like a magnifying glass to all the different areas of my life. And I based my whole coaching practice on this. You know, I looked at my, my health, my fitness, um, you know, and, and that's what helped me realize that the main thing that was out of balance was the amount of stress I was under. And then I had to uncover where that stress came from. Right. So that a lot of these deep level self-care practices come from that. Like, one of the practices that I'll talk about at some point is setting boundaries, you know, and that's a huge one. I consider that to be the foundation of all self-care. So you would think I would start with that, but no, I am starting with acknowledging your starting point. Okay. And so, um, by using these self-care practices, my intention at the time really was to stay alive. You know, I really wanted to just be around for my kids, but the outcome was so much greater than that. It led to like this amazing, difficult at times, um, journey. Right. Um, and after kind of, I wouldn't say I completely mastered all these lessons. I think it's just like a work in progress. It is a journey itself. But what I realized is that um, it helped me reconnect with my authentic self and I, empower, I empowered myself and I took care of myself at that high level. 
And this creates like this amazing life that helps me move the grace and flow. And it's not perfect. Like I have ups and downs and ebbs and flows just like everyone else. But what's really different is the way I approach things and the way I see things. And when you change that perspective in your life, then you change the outcome. You change the experience that you have. So let's get into it. The beginning step. This is acknowledging your starting point. Okay. Just like this is very similar. I always compare this to like setting. I have my notes over here so that if you see me looking over here, I'm looking at my notes so I don't start babbling like I talk about all the time. Um, so acknowledging your starting point is really, it's a, it's about knowing where you are right now and then also deciding where you want to go. Okay. So it's really, I always compare it to setting a GPS. So say like you're in New York and you want to go to California. So your starting point is New York and your end point is somewhere in California. And you don't really worry too much about what's going on in between because you know you're going to get directions. You, you know that you're going to be shown where you're supposed to be going. And it's kind of the same in life, right? So you kind of have to know where you're starting off. And then you have to know where you want to go. And the where you want to go part is not always set in stone. And I'll explain that a little bit later. But um, your starting point basically is your life right now. You know, what are you experiencing in life right now? And that end point is what you want to bring into your life, what you want to experience. So, okay. So I think the first step really, and this, for all of you that know me, um, I love journaling. So this is definitely a journal prompt. So where are you in your life right now? So I want you to look at all the different areas, just like I did after I had my stroke. So your health, um, your fitness, your relationships, you know, that could be a romantic relationship, a friendship, your family relationships, your social life, your money, your career, your spirituality, your self-improvement or your self-development, how much you learn, your adventure. Just pick the areas that are important to you. And I want you to ask yourself how you're doing in those areas. Kind of like rate yourself. Like, so with my clients, I usually do like a one to 10, one being crappy, 10 being great. And then, um, I always, I always have them look at anything under five as a place, an area where you could add some love, but I'm not going to get too much into that right now because we're really just acknowledging our starting point. We're just looking at those areas and we're just looking where we're at, right? Because when you're busy and you're spending a lot of time going, 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 you got the, you got the blinders on, you're on the hamster wheel and you're running and you never slow down. A lot of times you're reacting to life. You're not responding, right? So what, what's happening is life is being thrown at you and you're reacting on the fly. You don't have much direction. It's just one big reaction, which is very stressful. And a lot of times you don't usually make good choices or decisions when you're um, in this kind of situation. And that's how I was living my life. So one of the things that you're doing is you're kind of making a solid decision where your starting point is with no judgment right? You're not judging where you are right now. You're just saying, this is where I am. And you're also being grateful for the things that you have, the things that you learned, the things that you went through, right? Because it made you the person that you are today. But at the same time, as you're being grateful for those things, you still want to improve yourself. And so that's the destination on your GPS, right? So next you have to decide the destination. What what do you want, right? What do you want in all those areas? And I call this your core values. Now, a lot of people think of core values like, um, so I'm 
I'm a very loyal person or, um, or that, or family could be a core value or whatever, but I'm asking you to kind of write a core value statement for every area of your life. So that means looking at your health and where you're at now, and then deciding where you want to be. Right. And some people might say to me, you know, Tina, I don't really know where I want to be. Like, that's why I'm here. I'm stuck. I, you know, I've been in the slump for so long. I'm frustrated. I don't know how to move forward. And so if you, if you're feeling that way, the best thing that you could do is look at the area of the areas of your life that I just mentioned, or just name your own that you want to work on. Like, so as an example, like health, right. And this is where I'm at. You know, it's like, maybe you want to lose a few pounds. Maybe you haven't been working out and you feel kind of, you don't feel that strong as you used to. Um, but that's okay. You know, um, you need to control your stress levels a little bit. Um, sometimes you walk in the morning and that feels good. You eat okay, but th there can be some improvements, blah, blah, blah. Right. So then where do you want to go? So like, if you don't want to, if you don't know where you want to be, health is kind of an easy one, you know, something more, a little more vague might be like, uh, career relationships where it could be so many different choices, but, um, most people have very similar health goals. Right. So, but anyway, I'm just using it as an example. But if you really don't know where you want to be in a different area and you're just not really sure, I want you to just like dream big. So if you had no roadblocks, if you had nothing holding you back, no limitations, what would your desired outcome be in that area? Not necessarily outcome, but like experience, you know, like, so for me, it would be, I want to be strong. I want to keep myself strong. I want to be flexible. I like doing yoga. I want to be a really good runner. I, I like to run races. Um, I want to keep my weight in check. I don't want to gain any weight, but whatever. Like, and I want to keep my stress levels down. Stress and anxiety are always an issue for me. I'm very sensitive to stress and anxiety. So I always have to work on that. Right. So like, but if you don't really know, just think of the most beautiful, wonderful, outcome you can think of and remove the limitations of how old you are or remove the limitations of societal expectations or family expectations or partner expectations or friend expectations or or whatever just remove uh, money expectation money money uh roadblocks that you might have remove all those limitations and write out exactly what you want to experience right and make it good so this this should be fun and do it in every area. Now that's, that's so, so you have your starting point, right? You looked at all the areas of your life and you know where you're starting and then you write out all the areas where you want to be, right? A lot of people say, well, can the destination change? And I'm like, well, yeah, absolutely. Because as you move forward, you change. As you start experiencing these new experiences, you change. So sometimes the destination destination will change, but that doesn't mean you did anything wrong. And that doesn't mean you're a failure. That just means the experience that you want to have changed. It's really not, this is not about reaching like some kind of miraculous endpoint where you never have to do anything ever again in your life because human nature is to want to grow and expand always, right? We always want to keep growing and expanding. We don't really reach an endpoint where we're like, all right, well, I'm just going to stop now and I'm going to stop doing stuff and 
stop living, right? We don't really do that. We want to live. It's about the experience along the way. It's not about the end point, right? So keep your eye on that while you're going along and you're working towards these things. Um, a true goal or dream that is wanted by you, that is your passion, that is deep in your heart, will be something you enjoy the experience getting to, right? If it's somebody else's goal, you might not enjoy that experience, so much, but that's what life is all about. It's about the experience. And so one of the things that this exercise does um, that's really important is it points you in the right direction. So like I said earlier, instead of like reacting to life, you're responding to life. You're, you're, you're kind of pointing yourself in the direction of kind of where you want to go, right? So even if, right, even if, you don't take any of the steps to go in that direction. Just the fact that you made the declaration puts that seed, it plants that seed in your subconscious and your brain, and your brain will automatically draw you to those things, right? So it's about making that declaration. So if you never make the declaration and you're just floating through life, I always think of the Katy Perry song uh, where she talks about the plastic bag and the wind taking it, right? That's kind of what it's like when you don't have the starting point, when you don't have that some kind of a destination in mind, some kind of a direction that you're going to give yourself. Um, another thing that's important. So even if you're, if even if you're not taking the steps, you're going to go towards those dreams and goals that you wrote down, those core values that you want to experience, right? Um, now, if you actually take steps. And you might not know any of the steps, just like the GPS, you put in the starting point and the end point. You don't really know all the turns in between New York and California. It's the same thing when you have some kind of crazy dream that's so exciting, right? You don't know all the, the hows that you're going to get there, but all you need to do is really just take the next step, right? You don't have to know all the steps. You just have to know the next one. And it might not even be the right one. You take a step. If it works out, great. Keep moving forward. If it doesn't work out, reevaluate. Okay, maybe I should go in a different direction. What did I do wrong? What did I what did I learn? Right? And then just keep moving forward. All right. Let me check my notes. I don't want to like get off track because I feel like I'm going off track a little bit. Okay, so yeah, another point I wanted to make is that when you um I have a piece of dog hair on my nose. Anyone who has a dog or a cat totally understands what I'm talking about. So my dog has like these little fine little hairs and they just like float around when she's shedding and they'll just like randomly land on my face and like tickle my nose or they'll get stuck in my eyelash and I'm like, like spazzing out trying to get out of my eyeball. You guys know the pet lovers out there, they know this experience. They know it, right? So you're feeling my pain. I got it though. So. One of the things I notice is uh, it's very important that when you write out these things and you're trying to move in the direction of what you want to experience in your life, that you pay attention to the way things are showing up to you. Because a lot of times you might want a certain thing and you might get really stuck on a way that that thing is going to show up in your life. And when it doesn't show up in that exact way, sometimes you just might not even notice it. It might just float on by that little opportunity might just kind of, kind of go by. And that doesn't mean you're going to miss out on it. It just means that you're missing some of the little signs that are pointing you in the right direction, giving you those little cl clues, showing you that this is possible in your life and that it's bringing you closer 
to these things, right? And so one of the things I noticed very early on was that when I would see someone that had what I wanted, I would get like super jealous. Sometimes I would even get mad. It was really, I wouldn't have admitted it back then because it's kind of embarrassing, right? To feel that way. It's a little immature, but I, I'm just going to, it just used to happen quite often. I would see someone that maybe got a car that I wanted, or maybe like had the kind of life that I wanted or the experience, like maybe they had a business like I wanted. Right. And I would just get so jealous and it would always be someone that was really like close and intertwined in my life. And I was like, what the heck? And what I realized was it was like, it was like the universe's way of showing me how close I was, that it was on its way. It was coming to me and it's possible, right? It's showing me that this is possible. This is how close it is to you. And this is how possible it is. And I tell people all the time, if you could think it and you can imagine it, and there's somebody else even who has it, it's absolutely a hundred percent possible for you. It exists, right? As soon as you think it, 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 comes into existence as soon as you're thinking about it. So even if you have to create it yourself, you can have it. And so um, I started to like reevaluate the way I saw these things that were popping into my life and realized that these were, these were ways, things that were bringing me closer to the things I wanted. So I want you to pay attention once you do this exercise and you really decide what direction you want want to go in. And if it's in a completely different direction than where you're at right now, it might take some rearranging. It might take some time for you to get there. So be patient, but pay attention to the things that trickle into your life and show up. It's so important. So pay attention to the way things show up in your life. The things that are put in your path are meant for you. Either sometimes it might feel like a roadblock. It might be a lesson you need to learn before you get that thing you want, right? So what do I need to learn? How is this directing me? What is this trying to show me? Embrace these things. Your dreams, your goals, your wishes, they don't always they don't always show up exactly the way we expect. It's usually different. And if it's different, it's usually for a reason and it's usually better than what you expected. It's usually for your best interest. So as I said, I go deeper into all these practices in the bootcamp. And so if you're interested um, in signing up for the bootcamp, as I said, we're going to, registration is going to open in December. So the link will be in the show notes if you want to check it out and learn more about it. But I'm going to be going through a different practice each week. And I'm very excited to share these things with you. All of these things changed my life for the better. They... I can't, they saved my life. I sound so um, dramatic when I say that, but it's true. These things saved my life by intertwining all of these things into my life on a daily basis and really, really doing it as a practice. And when I say practice, the reason I call it a practice is because these things didn't happen for me overnight. I had to do them over and over and over again and kind of make this a new lifestyle for myself. It's kind of like when somebody comes to you and they want to lose weight. And I used to do this as a coach. I started as a health coach and they would say, I want to lose this much weight. A lot of times it's for an event, say for a wedding. 
I'd be like, great, this is what you have to do. Now, I was never the type of coach that was like a quick fix. I'm always like change your lifestyle kind of a coach. And so the weight loss thing didn't work out really good for me because I wanted to teach people how to change their lifestyle for good, not just short-term quick fixes, right? This is the same kind of thing. This isn't a short-term quick fix to reduce stress, anxiety, overwhelm, and burnout. This is what you have to do to shift your lifestyle. So I don't want you to think of this as a one-and-done kind of a thing that you do, um, and then all of a sudden everything's fixed and everything's fantastic. This is like working out. This is like, I'm going to change my lifestyle. I'm going to start putting myself first so that I could put the best version of myself into the world. And the reason this is not selfish, if you need to tell yourself this, is because when I get the care that I need at a deep level, then I show up differently for the people that I love. So everybody benefits from that. So I'm going to leave on that note and I will be back next week with the next self-care practice. Bye, guys.